You are now listening to Closer in Tech, the podcast created by the D2 Collective. This is Erica. And this is Nasti. The D2 Collective's vision is to make the tech world feel closer. This podcast aims to inspire you through the ever-changing world of tech. Meet Lucy. Lucy is an employee experience and communication consultant with over 12 years of experience working across companies of various sectors and sizes. Lucy is skilled at tackling strategic employee experience challenges and is known for her creativity and hands-on approach to delivery and execution. Her expertise lies in bringing a company's vision and purpose to life through epic storytelling, helping to fully engage and excite employees about their place of work. Today, we will be discussing everything employee experience. Welcome, Lucy. Hiya. Thank you so much for being with us, Lucy, today. This is Erica. Um, just for who's listening and doesn't know much about you, how would you describe yourself? So if you ask my friends one thing that they would say about me, they'd say I'm a workaholic, which I think can have quite bad connotations. But working in a, re a way that suits me and for great companies is a key part of my personality. So although I am very happily married and I have two wonderful children and I enjoy drinking a lot of tequila and dancing in kitchens, the one thing I will always say to myself is that I am really passionate about my work and not only finding great places for me to work, but making great places for other people to work. That's amazing. Thank you for the, for the introduction, Lucy. Um, recently, I saw a LinkedIn post that you shared. And in that LinkedIn post, there was a stat from McKinsey, and I found it rather remarkable. So the stat said people report having a um, who report having a positive employee experience have 16 times the engagement level of employees with a negative experience. They're also eight times more likely to want to stay at that company. So just to start the conversation off, could you tell us um, sort of what is employee experience? And yeah, what is, what is it all about? So employee experience, there, it's, there are two ways of looking at it. From my point of view, employee experience starts from the moment anyone looks at a company that they think they might want to work for. Like when you're on LinkedIn and you see a job ad, you think, oh, it looks interesting. And then you go and look at the company right then at the start of the employee experience. It's like, how do you feel? What is the feeling you get when you look into that company? Does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel like you could belong there? Or if employer branding is done very well, does it put you off? Does it make you realize actually that company isn't quite for me? And then when you get into a company, it's again, it's the experience you have while working there. And that can be anything from your learning and development. Are you going to progress? Do you see yourself, you know, going up the career ladder there to the culture? Is there a good um, EDI sense around it? Is diversity welcome? Do I belong here? Is it equitable? You know, is everyone given a fair chance depending on their skills? It's the internal communications. It's the overall culture. It's the leadership. It's how managers manage. It's absolutely every single thing, every single touch point that an employee has while working there. And then always weirdly when they leave, it doesn't stop. Because what we want is for you to have such a good employee experience that when you leave, you talk about how good it was. And then that feeds back into the employer brand, making one people want to join. So it's it, employee experience is literally every single thing. And I will say to everyone, it's every single person's responsibility as well. Because so often this will be given to the people and culture team or the chief people officer or internal communications or employee engagement. 
or to the EAs that work there, office managers. But it's not their responsibility. Employee experience has to be owned by every single person in the company. Otherwise, it just won't work. Thank you so much for sharing this, Lucy. Um, I, th I find it very interesting because it's very relatable in some companies and organizations I've been part of. Um, I think, and some of them, there, I could really see that uh, when the company culture was really good and the employee experience was then, um, it was because it was a community act. So it was coming from every single person in the organization, as you were mentioning. So just a quick question to follow up on that. In your experience, what are the key factors that contribute to a positive employee experience within an organization? Now, for me, there are probably two key factors. And the first one is something I'm very passionate about. And it's actually what I do as a living is listening to your people. Because so often the people in the top, the C-suite or the founders, they come to tech companies, they think they know what people want or they want to create a certain type of company which is fine. They have this idea in their head and that's what they want to do. However, they will be putting things on people that they don't want. For example, I'm working um, with a founder at the moment. We were talking about how a previous company that we both worked in actually. And he kept getting told by the people on culture team and by the founders that he should be prioritizing social events. That's what everyone wants. That's the sort of company we are. We're a social company. You have a budget. You need to be spending your budget. You need to be getting people out. And he kept getting a low score on the pulse surveys when it comes to social events. So we sat his team down and said, look, I'm getting a really low score. I'm not doing something right. Can you please tell me what, we, what you want? And the team said, we don't want any social events. We'd rather spend the money on learning and development. The reason we give you the bad score, the poll surveys, is because we don't have any social events, but that's because we don't want them. It's a really great example of how the company weren't listening to its people. They were assuming that everyone wanted the same thing. And don't get me wrong, some people did want social events, but not everyone. So that's number one, listening to what your people want and then actually doing something about it. Because it's all very well doing all the poll surveys in the world. But then a lot of people don't do anything about it. They don't take that data and then use it. And then secondly, I, I really think it has to come from the top down because why should anyone in the company be putting effort into employee experience if the people at the top aren't, if they don't care about it, if they're not making it a priority or saying it's important or there's a focus or putting money behind it, then why should anyone else bother? So yeah, listening and then making sure the people at the top really do walk the walk. I uh, I totally agree because I think uh, a culture where like people can share freely what they think and also like feedback about again, as you were mentioning, what they want, exactly. what they do not want. In some cases, it's very very important. So um, let's like if we take like a um, just just let's imagine that there's an organization that wants to implement, for example listening better to their people what are some strategies or approaches that you would suggest for example now it's gonna sound like i'm really selling myself here and i'm not <laughs> the, um, what i do what i do with companies especially tech companies because i am hugely passionate about tech because i've had very very good employee experience in tech companies and also awful ones i'm sure we all have so i come in and i almost do the listening for people and the reason it's good to get an external person in or external consultancy or external company 
in it because you're a lot of companies rely on poll surveys and they tick a box with that and that's fine but often people aren't that honest on poll surveys because they feel that they can still be found out on who's saying what even though they say it's anonymous we get survey fatigue and we also the surveys don't deep dive into the issues the surveys look at the symptoms that's what they identify but they don't diagnose the problem so what i do and what other people do is they will come in and they will tr- they will work with the leadership teams to find out again what the symptoms are but then they will talk to the people to find out what the root cause is because that's what you need to fix like i've been in companies before but they've brought me in because they can't hire they've said we know we've got 300 um seats to fill and we just for some reason we can't hire people or people are joining and then they're leaving so you need to work on our employer brand and what i did is i spoke to a huge quantity of people by all different levels all different demographics all different areas to find out the root cause and what i found is the managers didn't have the right capability to manage so that was really like feeding down into the hiring the employer brand wasn't great because people were saying how bad the management was people were joining realizing the manager bad then leaving so although the symptom was that people couldn't hire and people were leaving the actual root cause was the management capability so what i would say is to get a really good look at your as is so your current employee experience you need to really take a step back and get someone or a company external company in to look at that because they can ask the difficult questions they are not part of the company so that relationship isn't going to get altered or burnt if an employee is saying something to them and then also they can have those difficult conversations with the leadership team like a chief people officer if they had this data can have a you know a talk with the ceo have a difficult conversation with a founder but then they have to carry on working with that ceo or founder after having a difficult conversation but where someone like me can go in have that difficult conversation i don't have any loyalty to them i don't my feelings aren't going to be hurt if they shout at me about something and then i get to help them with the fix and then i get to walk away and then the chief people officer doesn't have to have that you know sticky situation so whether you get or whether a company gets someone in externally or whether they do it internally it is that looking at every part of your employee experience looking at the symptoms but then really deep diving by talking to your people to diagnose the actual problem thank you for sharing that lucy it's very interesting how how all round employee experience is actually and um the way you're looking at it is also very interesting thank you for sharing that you're welcome in, in a recent post um, on LinkedIn, you also spoke about personalizing the employee experience. I found that post um, very good. So I wanted to dive a little bit deeper in that. So you shared more or less what a woman or man with two children might need from an employer is, of course, very different from what a junior person who's just entering the workforce um, might need. So how can companies personalize the employee experience to better meet sort of these unique needs um, of the individual employees? Now, per- Personalization is a tricky one, but it's something we need to start getting right because like I think in my, in my post, we are hit with personalization all the time. And so what we expect externally from our marketing, we now expect internally from our almost employer brand, our EVPs, things like that. But there is a almost like a tech gap at the moment. When we have 
poll surveys. I keep harping back to poll surveys because that's what we all do. When we have poll surveys, we get the data and we can be like, okay, right, the tech team, the engineers aren't that happy. What do we think engineers like? We think they're like beer, we know pizza, maybe do a social event. I'm just going to throw some money at that. That doesn't work. Like I said, one size doesn't fit all. And also, we have ideas in our heads of what teams want, what teams like, what different a office in Denmark might want something completely different to an office in London. But so often we feel like we have to treat everyone the same rather than let cultures grow organically or rather than personalising the experience. So what we need is better data. Now, interestingly enough, I'm working with a like a stealth startup at the moment who's actually tackling this issue and which makes me very, very happy because it's about time someone did. And what they're looking at is when we get the data from a survey, whether it be a pulse, whether it be a yearly one, you can really segment it to personalize it. So like I said, I'm 41, two children. I've been doing this a long time. When I first started working in tech, I loved the social events. I loved being able to go out drinking with my friends and creating those connections. It was fantastic. Now, not so much because I want to be home with my children. What I want now is flexibility and empowerment to do my job in a way that suits me. So it's two very different things. Back when I was 25, working in my first startup, which was Skype, I was in the office all the time because I wanted to be, because all my best friends were in the office. I wanted to be part of that community. Now I'm happy to go in once a week because I already have that level of community. I know how to create that now. And now I just want to do a really good job in a way that suits me. So I want the data to be able to show me, right, 25-year-old women in engineering in London, this is what they value. Whereas a 42-year-old man in our US office working in our marketing department, this is what he values. And it will give people a roadmap. At the moment, employee experience is always given to the people and culture teams. It just is. Even though I keep saying it's everyone's responsibility, they will be like the leaders, they'll be the budget holders. At the moment, they don't have a roadmap how to use their budget. They will look across and think, well, most people want to have social events, so let's just spend a load of money on that. Let's have a massive Christmas party. Let's take everyone away for three nights, you know, to Croatia, because that's what we want to people want. Whereas with this data, you could look at it and be like, actually, no, what we need to be doing is spending 40% of our budget on learning and development, because we know that across everyone, that is coming up as one of our key features. Or we know that actually a four-day week would work better. Or rather than doing a three, four days away, could we have one each quarter? You know, people want that. So it's giving people a roadmap to personalization, because the people and culture team don't have time to go out and talk to everyone. So they need to be getting data that allows them to do that. And that also gives them a seat at the table when it comes to talking to the founders of the C-suite. Because people and culture, whether you have a chief people officer or not, getting a seat at the table is hard because they're still seen as the almost admin side of the company, which is really, really wrong. That just keeps the company going. They're not seen as anyone strategic who can have strategic insight. And so having proper data will allow them to do that. So at the moment, is there anything out there that can allow us to do it quickly and easily? No, but I think there is something coming that will give us that level of personalization, allow us to spend our budgets wisely, especially in these times when our budgets are low, 
there's been a lot of layoffs. We're doing a lot more with a lot less. And also morale is pretty low. So the future is bright, is what I'm saying. Thank you so much, Lucy, for sharing all of this. Personally, um, massive learning for me. Um, I find it extremely interesting. And I love the point you make about democratizing voices, every employee matter. But still, we need kind of the top um, of the company and the organization to be engaged and to walk the talk and kind of start uh, the change starts uh, top down, putting budget, running surveys, really uh, intentional um, in a way. So thank you so much for, for sharing all of this. Uh, really great learning from my side. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been fantastic. Um, yeah. So what if people want to find you and follow up a conversation, have more questions? Uh, where can they find you? You can find me on LinkedIn, friends. I'm always here for conversations and questions. Love it. Thank you for listening to Closer in Tech, a podcast created by the D2 Collective. We are on a mission to make the tech world feel closer. If you're new here, the D2 Collective is a global value-based membership community for those working in tech. Our members get access to a growing network of inspiring and talented individuals, regular meetups in the major European cities, and additional content to unlock their personal and professional growth. If you want to be part of it, head to the D2 Collective.community.